Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, welcome to the show. We're going to talk to Cliff Schechter here in just one second. But before we get started, I urge you to go right now to our Patreon page at BobSuskaShow.com and sign up for our $10 a month level to get the Shadow Docket bonus show and our Friday after party show with me and Kimberly Johnson. In other words, if you choose to support the show for $10 a month, you're going to get access to the super secret Shadow Docket shows every Tuesday and Thursday on the Patreon page, plus the exclusive Friday after party podcast with me and Kimberly. Also, there's a chat room now on the Patreon app. So if you go to bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow, choose the after party and shadow docket level, enter your information, and you're all set. There's an app for listening and an RSS feed if you're into those things. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast, and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. 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 The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, October 18, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1001 of the Biden-Harris administration, 383 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram, the Bob Seska. Remember that. Go there and subscribe. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable Bob Seska. Patreon is bobseskashow.com. And it is... Cliff Schechter Day again on the podcast. You know Cliff from his popular YouTube channel, his guest spots on The Stephanie Miller Show, and his appearances on such podcasts as this one. So today we're going to talk about Jim Jordan's latest failed attempt to become Speaker of the House. We're going to get into the gag orders against Trump, Sarah Huckabee's $11,000 podium, teeny tiny Patrick McHenry, he's so teeny, Trump's inability to pronounce Hamas, and much more. This is basically Cliff's show. And I'm just here to blurt topics. So get ready. And don't forget to subscribe to Cliff's YouTube channel. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com and on our Patreon page. Speaking of that, don't forget to support this podcast by subscribing on Patreon, bobseskashow.com. Okay, here comes the Cliff Schechter Show. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. How many times will Jim Jordan lose the speaker vote before he gives up? That's the big question of the hour, because he just lost the second one, didn't he? Yes, he did. And (laughs) and I I believe he lost more people, didn't he? If I saw it correctly, um, I was trying to go through it quickly before the show, so I could be getting this wrong, but I thought, unless it was 
what I was reading was a prediction of some of the other Republicans and not the truth, but I think he lost 20 last time, I believe. I think he lost 25 this time. <laughs> yeah, I'd there love it. A couple of these losers who yeah. just wanted to be on the record once voting for Jim Jordan uh -huh. um, because the Republican Party is such a, a fucking steaming crock of crazy at this point yeah. that in a primary, you know what I mean? Like you would think in any sane place saying you voted for Jim Jordan would immediately lead you to be locked up in a padded room. Yeah. But in the Republican primary, you say that and they're like, oh, well, we can trust this guy. He's a true conservative or she's a true conservative or well, whatever. So so I think a few of them did that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pathetic because a couple of the ones, again, you know, I, and I know there's some people out there, I, I friends, we have those friends. And, you know, I think you and I come down pretty similarly on all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I try to, 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 to put everything in context. Mm -hmm. And so even, you know, even in context, virtually every Republican now holding office somewhere, except for like Governor Phil Scott of Vermont, who literally is to the left of a bunch of Democrats and isn't really a Republican. They just don't bother up there. Yeah, so yeah. let him run and call himself a Republican. They're like, hey, we want a Republican governorship. Meanwhile, he's out there like, we need an assault weapons ban and we need to pass to enshrine choice in the Constitution. And, you know, so yeah. call him a Republican if you like. I, take him out of the equation and literally virtually every other Republican I think that exists has stupid policies, right? Yeah, They're conservative yeah. policies that I don't agree with, even the non-MAGA ones. Mm -hmm. But at least there were sort of a group of people that I had some respect for as like, you know, the people that were reasonable, you, uh, you could work with on some things, you know, would vote for some sanity. There weren't a lot of them, yeah. you know, eight, 10, maybe 12 in the House. Um, uh, I mean, virtually none in the Senate, one or two, you know, and, and at this point, you know, when I see some of them, and I, I don't expect people to know every certain member of Congress, but like one longtime member of Congress and Democrats have been trying to win this seat forever because it's the suburbs of Philly. It's gone. It used to be what classic moderate Republican territory. It's gone very Democratic. Yeah. Brian Fitzpatrick, um, who actually you almost could call a moderate. Yeah. on some things, mm -hmm. right? Like I, he, he votes with us on, you know, he's one of those eight that will vote to protect birth control and stuff. Yeah. He voted for Jordan in the first round. <laughs> and I, I'm sure he did it because he knew Jordan would lose and then he can, it protects him in a primary, but I don't care. Yeah. It, 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 you're putting your imprimatur of, of who you are. And I believe he's a former FBI agent and stuff like that. You're putting that on a guy who tried to overthrow our government, who is in an, involved in open cases still, you know, uh, there are civil cases against the Ohio State University where next year he won't be able to just evade a subpoena the way he did in Congress. He will be thrown in prison. He will likely have to go. It may, he'll probably get lucky and it'll be under, under wraps, yeah. you know, because there are a lot of people there that will not want their, their identities. And I don't blame them, people who've been victimized by the fact that Jim Jordan did nothing, laughed when he was told about what was going on, thought it was funny that this doctor did this stuff, mm. and has had you know at least half a dozen wrestlers in the Ohio House testify against him and say he knew exactly what was going on. They talked to him about it. An ex, you know, fellow coach of his, an ex-referee who said he knew. I mean, like they're just it's you know it, it, it's obvious that he may be involved. So I mean. To 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 have a, 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 a I think of that old sort of Alexander I think it was Alexander Hamilton or one of maybe it was John Adams one of them who who always hoped you know that that almost it's like that that saying that's been shared like by so many people after Trump got elected you know someone who in their public life is boastful and mm -hmm. is immoral in their private life you know hopefully they will never hold the 
the you know the presidency or whatever you know i'm paraphrasing yeah and of course donald trump was that person well, well jim jordan's that same person every bit as bad as donald trump in every way humanly possible and you brian fitzpatrick stood up and cast a vote for that son of a bitch right right I, I just don't think i don't care what your reasoning was you can't wash that off of you i can't help but to think cliff that somewhere beyond the grave joe paterno is cursing the fact that Jim Jordan still has a career because Joe Paterno was beloved in Pennsylvania. He was, of course, yeah. the head coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions, the football team. It was very, very popular until a similar situation occurred at Penn State and Joe Paterno kind of turned a blind eye and his entire legacy was destroyed and he died a shamed man. And yes. yet Jim Jordan is up for goddamn Speaker of the House. It's the same situation. Jim Jordan and Joe Paterno were in the same position. They witnessed sexual abuse occurring and they didn't say anything. How does Correct. that how does that work? I mean, is this Well, I mean, you know, it, it it's the, the the shame of it is it's like that's I guess that's for all of us part of you know, growing up is is like and I know you and I are people who who believe so strongly in in, you know, hating hypocrisy let's yeah. call it yeah but but you just see it again and again right i mean donald trump behaved the way he behaved how many people for far lesser offenses are sitting in prison or you know how many how many black kids yeah. who are caught smoking a joint or you know and this isn't to imply more black kids smoke joints i want to be clear these days mm -hmm. plenty of white kids do they just weren't arrested by the cops mm -hmm. for it um you know other folks in, in prison for just nothing and this man was committing horrific crimes before he was even president mm -hmm. and getting away with it right yeah, yeah, um, yeah and and i mean you know like you just it you learn at some point like the world is such an unfair place and it's it, you try to, to to live within that i do and still be an optimist and do your best to make it as much you know whatever little bit you can help you try to do that but i mean because you're you're bringing up a classic case i mean Jim Jordan snuck into the state house for a district or, you know, for a, a term or two in Ohio and then the state Senate for a term or two mm -hmm. um, from very right wing area. Um, and then had, I mean, his, his district is one of the most offensive things I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it is carved so that there literally is not anything remotely close to a metropolis and it is just rural wasteland where companies have left and there's left all there's left are angry white people uh, i mean in and and the gerrymandering you know if, if it doesn't sort of redouble our efforts in every way to fight gerrymandering yeah. now this is a reminder of we we no longer you know i did a video on this for my youtube channel and i it, what i talked about is the bigger thing about jim jordan is in the end isn't even whether he wins or loses it's that we had to take it seriously it's that there's a chance that he would win. And it's that even on that first ballot, I did the math, about 90% of Republicans voted for him. I mean, what that tells you, again, is, you know, there's a national security loophole, danger. I mean, we've got plenty of them. Mm -hmm. But one of the big ones right now is the Speaker of the House being third in line to the presidency. Yeah, in fact, or, second in line. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I guess second in line. I, I always get that mixed up, right? You're not first in <laughs> I line. Know, I know what you mean. There. Yeah. Now, if you're right-wingers and if you're right-wing terrorists, which many of these folks are, they've got mm -hmm. strong connections to them. You can look around for the pictures of Ted Cruz and Jim Jordan and, and Josh Hawley and all of them and pictures, you know, with Enrique Tarrio and other people that are, have gone, been convicted. 
they uh, how they haven't been convicted themselves. Yeah, I don't want to get into a Merrick Garland bashing <laughs> thing, but, but, the, but the only reason Jim Jordan's walking around and able to do this right now is I don't understand how much more could we know from the fact that he pressured state legislatures not to count. Uh, the electoral votes he didn't want them to count to the fact that he met with Trump, one of 10 congressmen, and planned out um, how to pressure Mike Pence not to accept electoral votes they didn't want to accept. I mean, in every way, he was part of a conspiracy to overthrow our democracy. And I, yep. and, and, and I just I don't understand how none of our elected representatives have been held responsible. It, it angers me to no end. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and 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 now, if I let myself start talking about Merrick Garland, I'll say some really nasty things. So I'm, gonna, oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do is, I mean, because thank God we got Hunter Biden on the gun charges and the whatever. Thank yeah, God Merrick yeah. Garland's DOJ did. Okay, I'm see, I'm doing it. I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, you know, but but the 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 fact is, is that again, so somebody who is a man of such ridiculously non-existent moral character mm. a despicable disgusting beavis looking slime ball <laughs> a guy who 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 basically eats you know m makes me think of ruprecht from fucking dirty rotten scoundrels <laughs> yeah, that's going himself around. the fucking eye that's what i put in my video he looks like him i mean yes, he, he literally does. looks like ruprecht i mean uh, like that this fucking just joke this this clownish person Who's, who's, who's basically, you know, someone with the temperament of Dan Bongino, but sitting in the house, who's, you know, just a clown, but he can get elected because they've drawn one of the most ridiculous districts in the country for him. Yeah. And, um, and that he had 90% of the people ready to put him, as you correctly pointed out, second in line to the presidency. Mm -hmm. Do we not think that this group of terrorists and vandals and whatever at some point will say, hmm, well, there's only a Democratic president and vice president between us and full power. Gee, it'd be a shame if something bad happened to them. Yep, exactly. I mean, I'm right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, that's just the crazy thing. Not only did the Republican Party refuse to go along with the impeachment of Donald Trump for the insurrection, but now they're putting up one of the insurrectionists for Speaker of the House. I mean, that, talk about hubristic. <laughs> talk about brazen. That's just like, brazen, oh, fuck it. We're just going to go all in. Yeah. But dangerous. I mean, yeah, yeah. this guy would be read in as one of the group of eight, as they call them, mm -hmm. the leaders who he would be read into all of our national security secrets. Yeah. I mean, there are facts that the media aren't talking about and won't talk about. Yeah. Right. We cannot definitively say that Hamas gained intel from Donald Trump, mm -hmm. but we can definitively say that Donald Trump shared Israeli intel with Russia, who is a huge our Iran and Hamas supporter. Yeah. And we know this because it, it, this, it came out publicly. Israel had to pull a deeply embedded agent out of ISIS because he, because Donald Trump compromised who that was to Russia. God knows what else he did. God knows right. what we're in. You know, he, we, he had plenty of documents on Iran and some of these, these and Israel and whatever in his shitter. He was waving around a plan, you know, a theoretical plan, you know, hypothetical if we had to attack Iran that apparently Milley had supposedly drawn up, although he's claimed General Milley that he didn't. But whatever, he, you know, he tweeted out a photograph of a, a, a missile site of Iran's that was classified. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, again and again, pertaining to Israel, Iran, all the players in this, he has shared national security. He's done it in plenty of other situation cases too, Russia, yeah. Ukraine, whatever. Point being, we know all the, all, he did all of this. This is all public. Does anybody really think that this person 
who would sell their mother for the right amount of money and let them chop her to bits if that's what Hamas wanted to do. Do we really think this person, if they had, let's say, intel on the Iron Dome and how to break through and all that, wouldn't sell that information or trade it for, you know, for something that he wanted to Vladimir Putin to share with Iran? And mm -hmm. so, I mean, you've got that situation right there. Yeah. Now we're going to put the house, we're going to put Jim Jordan in that situation too, where he has access to that information. Mm -hmm. I mean, the other, I'll say quickly, horrific thing we know is we had CIA assets, you know, and, and I'll use English, they say assets, humans doing human intelligence undercover while Trump was president and a disproportionate number compared to usual disappeared around the world, mm -hmm. right? They, they were compromised and they were killed. Anybody yeah. think Donald Trump had nothing to do with that? Right. I mean, I'll say right here, I have no proof, but again, I have proof he's shared uh, he's shared the, the identity with Russia of an undercover Israeli operative. Mm -hmm. What would make me think he wouldn't share the, the identities of undercover American operatives? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, knowing that, knowing the character of the individual we're talking about here, and knowing that Jim Jordan, like, is as is, is low as I think of the Republican Congress, mm. um, and it, it, you can't get much lower, right? I mean, yeah. you, you have to get below pond slime and, like, you have to get below, like, the the, uh, the prison sewer that, that Andy Dufresne crawled through and, you know, for, to get to what my feeling is about what the Republican Congress is made up of. Yeah. But as despicable and gross as they are, there's probably only – 20 to 30 of them that are that are as bad as Donald Trump because that is quite a bar to reach. Mm -hmm. And 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 Jim Jordan's one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so have it so that they would place him in a position where he'd have access to national security secrets. So I mean, clearly the Republican Party as an entity, you know, will betray this country again and again for power, for whatever. They've proven it. And so, I mean, I don't know what we do in the future, but that to me is, is as big a deal. And that's, you know, some of the things I talked about. Are, are, is, is, there like, so, is there someone falling down the stairs behind you? Is that what's happening? I'm sorry. It's the damn, is that um, Tommy Tuberville going down the stairs uh, off the airplane? <laughs> oh, God. If it was, I, I might walk down to the bottom and kick. Okay. I say that. Never. Never do I advocate that. Kind of thing. I, I mean, it's, it's fine. I was just curious. I was just curious. What uh, I apologize. I was hoping you didn't hear that. You do clearly. That is the local garbage folks i think that's actually the recycling folks oh is it really down the block yes it is okay because for some reason it sounded like someone practicing drums upstairs or something now they make a lot of noise with that machine you know oh, okay. the, the gotcha. truck that picks up the recycling and yeah. dumps it in there and oh, i, I apologize I, oh no that's okay they, there's fine. literally no way to predict they they've come before at nine <laughs> in the morning and they've come in from four in the afternoon all i know is that they're going to come on this day i have no yeah, idea when yeah. Yeah. So, so I apologize if that screws our sound. Well, so so just it, no, it's fine. But what happens next? I mean, does Jim Jordan actually become speaker eventually, or is this just going to continue on and on with teeny tiny Patrick McHenry uh, filling in and teeny tiny Patrick McHenry? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a uh, substitute. He looks like he's from 1952. Like sort of sitting on his porch, you know, like in the rocking chair. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yelling I'm... at sharecroppers who uh, <laughs> are out there, you know, like, get back out to work. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. like he'd be played by Gary Sinise in the movie. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, so where does this land, Cliff? Where do we end up? Let's say fast forward a month from now. 
are we still without a speaker or do the sane Republicans, and I guess there still are a few who are refusing to vote uh, for Jim Jordan, do they cut like a power sharing deal with the Democrats? So at this point, um, here's what I would do. Me, Cliff Schechter. And again, there are plenty of things I don't <laughs> know. Cliff Schechter, yeah. <laughs> Me, Cliff Schechter, guest on your show. Well, I'm just trying to make a point that I don't, I'm not privy to, to everything going on. Yeah. I have a few people I know that are congressional staffers. I hear some things here and there. Uh, but to act like I know, you know, to the people listening to this show who aren't on the insiders, yeah. I may know 20% more than they do. I don't yeah, know 80% yeah. more than they do, right? <laughs> so so I'm, I'm trying to be clear about that. I don't have some magic wand where I know everything. But the person who has been the most steadfast in not supporting him and speaking out and also said that if forced to, you know, if McCarthy ever were kicked out or McCarthy were not accepted when we when they took 15 votes that he'd be willing to work with the Democrat is, is Don Bacon, hmm. um, who is a congressman from uh, that that district in Nebraska. If people know that Nebraska and Maine do do their electoral votes so that you know, the winner of the state gets the two votes, two electoral votes for the Senate. Mm -hmm. And then there's one for each congressional and they split those up. So we've, so Democrats have lost the second district in Maine, which is the very rural Northern part. Mm -hmm. um, but we've won the, the urban, the more urban suburban one in Nebraska, which is the one around Omaha. It's a swing district. Yeah. Both Obama and Biden won it. So that's where Don Bacon represents. And he's lost before and come back and won again. It's one of those districts that flips here and there. Mm -hmm. So he's in a Biden district. And he knows that, but also seems, again, I don't want to ever give too much credit, seems to maybe even have some principles. And he's one of the few that stuck to his hell no, I will never vote for Jim Jordan. Yeah. Um, and he, I think, was, I could be wrong. I have to look it up. I don't believe he voted for Scalise either. Um, and he has said, again, he said it when we couldn't, when they were, they couldn't elect McCarthy, it took him 15 times. He said a few times, if we don't, I am willing to go and, and talk to Democrats. Mm -hmm. And I think he's, he's older. He was like an Air Force guy, you know, and all that sort of thing. So I don't think he has many shits to give. I think yeah. there's a point where he's served for a while. They don't have the pressure. He's in a Biden district, so it probably benefits him. And he doesn't have the pressure that others do because if they run some asshole to the right of him and that person ends up winning the primary they'll just lose the general they'll, they'll pull off what they pulled off in michigan with with pete meyer you know one of the 10 republicans to vote for impeachment you know what i mean and they went and they challenged him in a primary in the swing seat knocked him out and got some lunatic there and we won the seat yeah you know like that's the best they could pull off with bacon is hate him enough to give us another seat um <laughs> so so he doesn't, you know, and he may not care anymore. I think he's, I don't I have to look up how old he is. I think he's his 60s or 70s. I think he's yeah. served a number of, of times. I think I, I, that's who I would be going to because I think he's got the gravitas and he's spoken out more clearly and more consistently than any other Republican I've seen. He has, you know, he, he has, he's fulfilled what Ken Buck wanted, mm -hmm. which was Ken Buck who stood up and said, I will not vote for any Republican who doesn't admit that Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. Don mm -hmm. Macon has said that Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. So right away, you may get you may you may get Ken Buck on board. Yeah. That's one, right? Bacon voting for himself, two. You need three more. Yeah. And there's a few there there are a good half dozen 
to a dozen that are perhaps gettable. And I would I would say Don Bacon will make you speaker, but you need to do some of these power sharing agreements like we do in various states that have shared. And we did it in the Senate. We did in the United States Senate for a couple of years there, right? Yeah. Which means there's either even number of folks on on committees so they can't pass crazy shit. Mm -hmm. They can't force these stupid you know, types of things, which also would be part of the deal. And I'm sure actually Don Bacon will be glad to do this because he's not on the freak show, right? Which yeah. is shut down their stupid impeachment and shut down their stupid weaponization committee, which is really just should be renamed the Jim Jordan Masturbatory Committee because that's <laughs> all it is. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and um, if I think if they, they do that, they, you know, shut down those two stupid things, actually try to govern, give us either an equal number or there have been power sharing arrangements in states before where they'll say, for this six months, this side controls the uh, this side controls committees. For this six months, the other side controls committees. I mean, there's a lot of ways they can do it. Mm-hmm. But I think saying that they'd shut down a couple of the worst and stupidest things they're doing, saying that they allow us to have votes on a couple things that we desperately care about, and otherwise splitting committee power could probably get it done. And I think yeah. I think Bacon is any road that gets there goes through Bacon. Has Bacon always been sort of on a short list for speaker on the Republican side? Because I'm sure it's trying to like get the lay of the land as far as the Republican bench, because it seems like we're just they're just throwing out names. They're just naming nuts as as Christopher Guest says in, in Best in Show. It's just they keep just. All right. Well, if it's not Jim Jordan, let's see. Is there anyone here? Hello. And then they just throw out a name like Don Bacon. Or is this a guy that they've been talking about for a long time to become speaker? They haven't been, and I think it's because he hasn't had the aspiration. Yeah. Right? I mean, speaker is a lot of work. You need to mm-hmm. raise a lot of money. You, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I just don't think, I think he wanted to be a congressman. Yeah. Um, so as far as I can tell, right? And again, don't get me wrong, I'm not in love with, with Don Bacon. Most of his positions suck. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, obviously, I, I'm going to think that about anybody who's sort of anywhere from a center-right conservative to an actual conservative conservative. Yeah. But at least he's standing up for the country. Mm-hmm. Right. At least he's trying to say we need to govern. Yeah. Um, and if it, and it, oh, and if you want to make it any worse and make it personal, you, you may have seen also where where because he's been one of the ones who's spoken out the most forcefully, where some asshole from from uh, you know either tied to to Jordan or not was sending texts to Don Bacon's wife threatening them. Yeah. Right. Um, that threatening them if he didn't support Jordan. So if you want, this is this you know this sort of gruff John Wayne-ish, although I hate saying that because that guy was a racist fuck, but yeah. gruff, like, you know, Air Force veteran, you know, type of guy that takes no shit. Right. So if anything, that just pissed him off more. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's in the policy place, emotional place, ideological place, dis- the right district. He's sort of in every, in every way, I think right now, right now is a moment. You know, we'll go to him and say, hey, we won't send threatening texts to your wife. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we'll actually govern. Um, and, and so I do not think he, he's ever been on the list because I don't think he aspired to it. Yeah. But I think, you know, if he were speaker, it, you know, if it, it's a, it, when you go to somebody and say, do this for your country. And you say also it's power sharing. So it's not like it, everything is going to be like, you know, in his hands in the same way it would be, you know, um, uh, the way it would otherwise be. Um, I don't think it would be the same job if there's if there's power sharing. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. you know, my thing is this is all upside for the Democrats, especially the House Democrats. Uh, so I I like that this is happening. My only request is I wish it had happened 
in uh, July of next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish the timing were closer to the election, but that's just me being nitpicky. You don't think it's too early prior to the election for this to have a, an impact, do you? Um, it may be. Okay. It may, it may, especially, uh, I mean, like, in that way, if we were against, if we were, if our hope was to just win electorally, the best thing that could happen is Jim Jordan becomes speaker. Yeah. I mean, yeah. running against that, you know, now you're not just running against uh, an insurrectionist and a rapist at the top of the ticket. You're running against a rape enabler and insurrectionist and everything else that Jim Jordan is in the House to win back the House. Yeah. I think we would have destroyed them. So that, that would be like 100% more of a gift. It's like there would be, it's a gift that they're in disarray right now as far as the Correct. potential for Democrats winning back the House next year. But then add on top of it, the idea of Jim Jordan becoming speaker, that would just double the size of that gift, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. that it would in terms of how we would do. But I mean, who knows the damage this guy could do? And I yeah. mean, there's real lives at stake out mm-hmm. there. There's lives of, of our undercover folks. There's lives of our diplomats. That, you know, there's there's lives of other countries that are being attacked. I mean, you know, it, are, we, it is, are we willing to make that trade? I'm yeah. not sure that that, you know, it's worth it mm-hmm. for someone like Jim Jordan to ascend. But what I'm but again, the thing about the Republican Party is, is that this is representative what they've gone through with Jordan, that 90% were willing to support him of who they are. Yeah. So it's not like they're not going to be doing this kind of stupid shit next year. Even if we were to come to that kind of agreement and actually govern with, you know, with Don Bacon or if it's somebody else, there will be plenty to run against them on because there'll be plenty of stupid shit. They can't muzzle Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mm -hmm. you know, and they can't get, uh, you know, uh, Lauren Bilbert to keep her hand out of her boyfriend's lap <laughs> at a very sexy screening yeah, yeah. of Beetlejuice. Right. <laughs> and oh, they God. can't, sorry, I, I couldn't help it. <laughs> they can't, you know, get Matt Gates to behave like he's not a fucking predator. Uh-huh. And they can't, you know, and we can go on. I mean, the, 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 this is a clown show, as we've said many times. So I, I think there, there will be plenty there. And then it looks like Donald Trump will be their nominee. And, you know, I will predict here that he will be convicted by then of something. Yeah. <laughs> they will have a convict as their nominee. Right. Um, he may not be sentenced by then. I don't know, but he'll have been convicted. Yep. Um, and, and so, uh, I mean, in, in the end, like, is if, if there's not enough for us to run against there, we're in a lot of trouble. Okay, short break. Back with more Cliff right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. And speaking of Donald Trump, the guy can't even pronounce Hamas. Why is that not a bigger deal, Cliff, given the fact that he's running for president and would ostensibly be in charge of the American response to the Israel-Hamas war, and he can't even pronounce the name of the goddamn terrorist organization in Gaza that's responsible for all of these atrocities? What the hell? What you know? For every single uh, concern trolling take about Joe Biden's age, there should be at least two or three concern trolling op eds about the fact that Donald Trump can't even say the word Hamas. A, he also couldn't say, or maybe he said it right some other time, but screwed up when he said Hezbollah. <laughs> Hezbollah, and then he also <laughs> called them really smart. How many times yeah. does this guy have to call people that kill Americans and and whatever mm-hmm. really good people? People and really smart people, yeah. and say how they love each other, like him and the you know Kim Jong whatever. Mm-hmm. At this point, is it still Un? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. You never Kim know. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a body double, like a Saturn. <laughs> That's you know I mean? right. It's Kim Jong Lawrence. You know, it's just like exactly. some other guy. Yeah. It's his cousin, right. Larry. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I I think that that. And yeah, it should be a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, funny. I'm not trying to just sit here. I promise you, I'm constantly promote my YouTube channel, which, by the way, is at C Schechter on YouTube, folks. Yes. Um, but, but um, the video I was doing literally as I led into your show was, <laughs> and I was just in the mood. I can't help it today. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in a more serious mood. I did a serious one on Jim Jordan, but I was in a more just you know have fun mood. I did the, yeah. the Great American Slur Off. Who slurred more when they spoke recently, Don Sr. or Don Jr.? <laughs> right, you know, Adderall versus eight ball, you know, like <laughs> senior versus junior, you know. Um, I, I, and I mean, it, it, the junior, of course, was, was probably, I mean, did you, I don't know if you saw when he tried to go after Bidenomics, he's like, the Bidenomics is that, Junior. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and so, <laughs> and so, yeah, every time Don Sr. gets up now, um, he is. He's slurring. He's not making sense. He he seems to think Obama was president like the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks Obama was president when he was president. He thinks Obama was president when Biden was president. Like he, I think he may just have fear of a black planet to quote a great yeah, album yeah. on his mind. Mm-hmm. He just has a black man on his mind. What right. can I tell you? Um, you know, I mean, he gets basic things like that wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. He slurs everything. And I don't know if it's the the you know the drugs, the Adderall, the other stuff he supposedly does. Um, that again, I have no proof, but p- people who've been around him, Noel Kassler, and some of these people that have said they've seen it. So I can only rely on what they say. Um, I don't know if if you know 
if it's that, I don't know if it's his, his age. By the way, folks, only three years younger than Joe Biden and about 427 pounds heavier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he is morbidly obese. He said before that he doesn't believe in exercise. This is a, something he actually has said. Yes. He thinks that you get all the natural energy you get from, from you know, and, and of course, like everything else he says, it's just an excuse to be a lazy, fat shit. Yeah. But, and eat whatever he wants. He eats horribly mm-hmm. and has doesn't care about it. He doesn't exercise. He's stressed to the gills all the time, clearly, because of his raging narcissism. Yeah. I mean, if you were to sort of draw up the, the, the sort of, that, you know, if you were to draw up, here's what a heart disease patient looks like. And and I remember when they released the, the stuff, you released, you know, and that doctor said he's strong like bull, you know, that first <laughs> crazy doctor with the long hair. Yeah, and, Dr. Bornstein. Then, yeah. then Pill Pop and Ronnie Jackson got involved, mm-hmm. with, you know, another slurring drunk and was like, well, it looks great to me, man. He's awesome. He's like Hercules. <laughs> um, well, you know, if you looked at that, and I'm not a doctor, but a number of doctors did, and they were like, you could see the beginning of heart disease in the information they released on him yeah, already. Yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, what do I think about his slurring? I think he's in awful fucking shape. I yeah. think he's in awful shape physically. I think he's in awful shape mentally. I think, you know, to put somebody like that in office, no matter what their policies are, is a grave error. To put somebody in office like that, whose policies we already know are as stupid and counterproductive and evil as his, is even more dumb. Yeah. yeah. So that's my answer. I mean, yes, I make fun of him about it because I make fun of him about everything because he doesn't get a free pass on anything. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Not for me. I don't care. I guess people can come after me. I call me an ableist or something. I don't know. A fat shamer or whatever. But I I, I don't sit there and, and do these kinds of things with most people. With Donald Trump. Anything he does, uh, especially the stuff he accuses other people of, uh, you know, I'm often going to rip right into him. Yeah. If those are the parameters of the discussion that we're having right now, Joe Biden's age and fitness for office versus Donald Trump's age and fitness for office. You have to talk about it. There's no choice. No, no, that's a good point. It's not like we're bringing it up out of nowhere and saying, oh, well, this is suddenly an issue. No, we're not making that up. We're just reacting to what the discussion is. For a number of years, we've talked about this. It's just gotten worse. It's gotten noticeably worse. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, and and that would happen, again, Mm -hmm. because of massive stress. I mean, anybody, human being, whoever you are, when you literally have, like, what five six seven legal cases against you and you keep getting indicted mm. that'd be stressful yeah wouldn't it <laughs> um yes you know, and then you add in again I mean, I, for me i find one of the great relaxers is when i go and i work out uh-huh. you know he it, it's you know, obviously science says that well he doesn't yeah. do that and eating terribly also adds to your stress and stuff he does that i mean the guy like sits there i mean i used to have a diet coke habit that was not a good thing um, and I got myself down to the point where I have either zero or one a day, which I'm pretty damn proud of considering there was a time, dude, where I yeah, could put two liter in a, in a day, like wow. nobody's business. And yeah, that's, me that's too. Not right. Yep, yep. Um, you know, and, and that's apparently what he does. Diet Coke after Diet Coke has a half dozen, eight, nine of them a day. Yeah. You know, he <laughs> eats fried chicken. Like, I mean, you know, they should rename the KFC bucket after him of crispy fried chicken. I forget who it was, but someone in his inner circle said that his gesturing at rallies was his exercise. Like they were saying that seriously, like this is legitimate exercise. The fact that he gestures as he's talking at his rallies. That's like, yes. who, who? what? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? No way. That's not exercise. 
No. No. But, I mean, so, when one looks at the number of stupid things, you know, folks will say to defend him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of, you know, I'm not shocked by that. How about that? Right. Well, I feel like these gag orders are a little too late, don't you think? I mean, don't don't you believe the damage is already done? Thousands and thousands and thousands of examples of Donald Trump going after their families, insulting them, threatening them with execution. Time after time. The execution one, when he said that about Millie, that yeah. should have been the thing where he was gag ordered by everybody yeah. and was not allowed to say another word, not even nothing right. on right. stupid truth social or anywhere else. But I think it should have come far before that, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, numerous uh, prosecutors and others have said this again and again, which is if any virtually any other human on you know in america had done what he had done they would be behind bars right now yes of course things he said not only would they have a gag order they'd be they'd be behind bars they would no longer be out during Mm -hmm. i mean i just again it's more of the the what this guy has gotten away with his entire life and it gets me so angry yeah you know like like maybe because he was actually as hard as it is for me to even say these words president of the united states whether he was legitimately there or not he served in that position at least or at least had the trappings of it mm-hmm. he should be held to a higher standard yeah not a lower one right yeah you know? a- absolutely um, yeah yeah no doubt about that and instead he gets all this leash and i don't understand this i don't know if it's a knee-jerk reaction to donald trump where People just automatically give him the benefit of the doubt. Assume that he's lying until proved otherwise. Assume why that he's. Why wouldn't you? That's yeah. what I don't even understand. Like, why would anybody Ex- not assume that he's lying? Exactly. If he says his name out loud, fact check that because exactly. he might be actually lying about it. You know, that's got to be the assumption. He lies about fucking everything. Like, there's right. just, I mean, you know, again, the only time he tells the truth is when the truth is a better story. <laughs> exactly. You know? like, right. I mean, there's no, it's not about the competing interests of like, I need to tell the truth. I need, you know, uh, because maybe it's the right thing to do or mm. it, I don't want to hurt people or whatever it might be. He tells the truth only when that's the best story for him. Yeah, yeah. That's when the truth is told. It's, it's There's no relation to what's right and wrong. And I mean, that doesn't exist in his world. Yeah. And again, I, I, like... You know, we've been through this. It's like what I said earlier about not prosecuting Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, Josh Hawley, and a number mm. of these people who participated in the in the insurrection quite clearly participated in a plot to overthrow uh, our democracy. When you don't, you know, I mean, I, I, there's just a few simple principles out there. And when it comes to criminal behavior, when people are not punished, it emboldens them. Yeah, that's what it does when they are punished and they're punished in a harsh enough degree. It gets them to rethink it, even when they're evil, like Donald Trump, even when they're narcissistic, because he, you know, it won't get him to rethink it like I I did the wrong thing and it won't get him to rethink it like, wow, I hurt somebody. Those Mm -hmm. will be things that will never cross his mind, but it will get him to rethink it like I don't want to spend time on cell block nine. Yeah, you know, that will get him to rethink it. And, And we just. Uh, you know, somehow have have just left these guys. I mean, I, I can't even imagine if we did anything close to what they did. How many current members of I don't? They may have shut down Congress by now. It might be like <laughs> you know Star Wars, where the Imperial Senate is just shut down. Yeah, right. If Democrats right. had done it, and like they they would have they would have you know actually Vladimir Putin followed the Star Wars model. He basically 
It's like, all right, parliament has no more power. I'm appointing, you know, regional governors. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, um, look at the case of that guy who accidentally opened that uh, emergency door and set off the alarm. And it wasn't even in the Capitol building. Oh, Bowman? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the Republicans just crapping their cages over that one thing. Even Donald Trump was getting in on that, saying, oh, yes, he needs to be expelled from Congress. It right. wasn't even the same building where the vote was being held. You know what I mean? Right. It's, just, it's such nonsense, but that's the kind of... If we keep our guard down, if we don't constantly seize the initiative against people like Jim Jordan and Donald Trump, et cetera, then it's crap like that. That's where they get us. We're on this stupid, silly season well, shit where sure. it's like a guy opening an emergency door and suddenly we, we're talking about expelling a member of Congress for it. This is nuts. Because they will always say that, I mean, again, when when you've, 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 your culture of your party has become that. I have no longer a political party in a democracy, but a cult-like yeah. entity right. in a cult of personality, authoritarian country, mm. then, you know, it, that's, that's the way you react to everything because everything is about discrediting your enemies because we are their enemies as they see it. Mm. We're not Americans too. And everything is about enhancing your hand and they know their hand sucks because their policies suck and don't work. You know, I don't know. Was it, was it since Reagan, somebody did that analysis? I mean, there've been 49 million jobs created, 47 million of them were created by Democrats, but nobody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very few people know that, right? Like their policies suck or are, are bigoted to play to people's worst instincts. They, they can't run a caucus. They can't elect leaders. They can't accomplish simple tasks. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, so they are incompetent, they're cruel, they're stupid. And, I mean, and, and so they're not going to win. I mean, maybe a half dozen, at most a dozen thoroughly rural states mm -hmm. that don't have a city in eyesight, they can keep winning. Yeah. They'll lose everywhere else. You know, they may hang on to the Dakotas. They may hang on to Wyoming and Idaho, mm -hmm. right? Oklahoma. They may hang on to, to, you know, a few other states or certainly three, four, five states in the deep south that are that are virtually all rural. Yeah. Everywhere else, they'll get their asses handed to them. Right. Right. Because because everywhere else is there's actual traces of the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. They don't really understand what that is. Uh -huh. Right. I mean, you just need to be pulling coal out the ground, maybe blowing up the side of the mountain, you know, <laughs> smoke while you're smoking your tobacco, you know, and uh, treating your woman like a second-class citizen and making sure all the, them darn people that look different to you yeah. than you are staying out of town. And damn you if you bring some Jew lawyer in here. Sorry, are we talking, from, we, we talking about Patrick McHenry again? Are we going back yes. to... Uh... Uh, we're going back to... You ever seen the movie Tank way back in the day? Oh, brother, where art thou that period of time? <laughs> I mean, the movie Tank, I'm trying to think who yeah. was in it. It was like C. Thomas Howell mm -hmm. and James Garner. Yeah. And like, you know, he has to like get a tank across the county line or something because the, the, <laughs> the, I mean, this is classic early 80s fair. Yeah. Friend. Oh, my God. the corrupt God. police department in the South and they mm -hmm. want to arrest him and whatever. And, and when they threaten him, they're like, they're like, you better listen to us. And don't you go bring in some Jew lawyer in here. And I was like, yay, they love my people again. Um, <laughs> That, let sure. me mark that state down and make sure I go live there. Um, but, but I, you know, I mean, like that's the mentality in, uh, you know, these, these thoroughly rural states that uh, are determined to go backwards in every way possible, 
right? From, from, you know, average, uh, you know, from health to, you know, the, the average age. Um, why am I not finding the words for the average age of how long people live? I can't. It's uh, life expectancy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm an idiot. To life expectancy, <laughs> to pain, to, you know, the environment, to this, to that, to not having clean water. Like, you know, I guess there's nothing we can do to convince people in West Virginia, you know, and convince people, you know, in, in Arkansas, although, you know, maybe what's her name's $200,000 lectern or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm real shocked. She bought a $19,000 <laughs> lectern with taxpayer money. So I'd like to know what that thing does. Does it yeah. fly? I don't know. All I know is it's $19,000 of taxpayer money. And other Republicans seem to actually genuinely be pissed and she may be in trouble because, you know, interest party rivalries, not because any of them have any principles, but yeah, they, yeah. they probably all pissed because they all were serving in the state legislature and doing what you're supposed to do, at least to move up. And then, of course, she went because of her name and got the gig for Trump and then hadn't probably lived in Arkansas and God knows how long and moved mm. back to Arkansas and became governor. So I'm sure there's people that would love to kick her ass out. And yeah. there some of the Republicans are using this against her. But point being, Arkansas is Arkansas. And, right. and a few of these states are. Are, are places where I hope for the best, and we here and there we elected. Look, we got a great governor, Andy Bashir, moderate Democrat in Kentucky, who's one of the few big elections we have this year. He looks like right now he's up eight or ten points in polls. He's awesome, and we need to reelect him because he's the only thing keeping Kentucky sane. We elected a Democratic governor, you know, I can't think of her name right now in, in Kansas. I'm not saying it's never possible. Right. We had Doug Jones from Alabama. Of course, it took him running against a literal molester who would call 13 year olds in algebra class. I'm sorry. I think it was trigonometry class. I should get the details right there. Damn um, you. Damn me. You yeah, know, yeah. but 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 I mean, for the most part, if the you know, so those states, maybe they'll make a different choice and actually choose to join us in the 21st century. But right. if they don't. You know, like we keep marching forward. That's what we yeah. need to do. And that's why we need to undo as many, certainly the non-constitutional ones, every one of these sort of roadblocks they've set up, gerrymandering being one of them and, and others that, that allow them to hang on to power that they do not, they should not have. Um, and yeah. it allows them to put people to, to go back to where we started. People like Jim Jordan, you know, in positions of power when the dude, I mean, <laughs> You know, I, I heard from one of your your viewers um, because I did a vi we did a video yesterday. Yeah. Have you ever met Jesse Dollimore? You guys would like each other if you haven't. Uh, I um, have not. I haven't met him. Great YouTube show with about yeah. over half a million subscribers, and he's got a good sense of humor and smart guy, former military guy, and you know, liberal and whatever. Wow. And he and I, I, I go on his show once uh, a week or every other week. And I went on and we were talking about that woman that just teed off on Ramaswamy yesterday. Oh yeah. What a great um, video that was. Yep. And one of your, so we did a video where we critiqued it and laughed and had fun with it. <laughs> and your, your, one of your viewers responded to my video when I, when I shared it on YouTube and said, Oh, I heard about that on Bob Seska's show yesterday. And I was like, well, that's very, Oh, cool. very nice. You'll, yes. You, thank you very you much. Should, you should listen again today because I will be there. You should always listen to Bob Seska's show. But, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I, I, that video where, where she's like, you're not even qualified to be on the school board. You're not even qualified, you know, and she keeps going down the line. Yeah, yeah. Like I expected her to be like, you're not qualified to lift up the manhole cover, you know. Right. Like, and it could all apply to Trump, too, right? So right. it's well, multi-purpose. Right, it could all apply to Trump, Trump, too, but I would say that all applies to Jim Jordan, too. Yeah. He's not qualified. On, he's not, it's not that he's not qualified to be Speaker of Congress or in Congress. He's not qualified to do most jobs that humans can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he's just a joke. Mm -hmm. Right. He's and, not even so, a lawyer, is he? He's not a lawyer. No, right? no. He, he couldn't. He, he he knew he would. First of all, I don't want to I don't want to talk smack about 
about specific schools, so I'm not going to say which one. Okay. But he went to the he went to the law school because it's mean, and some very nice people I'm sure went there and and are doing good things. But he went to the law school in Columbus that anybody can get into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know. And afterwards, it it, it was apparently very clear to him after trying practice tests and failing the bar by about a thousand percent that he had no chance to pass the bar because he's a fucking moron. That's why. Yeah. And so he doesn't. So so my point is he doesn't belong in, in you know, like what that what that woman was saying about Ramaswamy. This guy, I mean, Jim Jordan, pos, uh, uh, you know, does not should not be in any position of, of power anywhere. He doesn't belong there. But the fact that they've created a system now with gerrymandering and with a radicalized, insane caucus, that this guy can be that close to becoming speaker and getting national security secrets. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big problem. Yeah. That yeah. needs to be fixed. I have a question for you, Cliff. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> here's here's my and then question. I have something really cool to tell you <laughs> that's not political about tomorrow night that I hope you're going to appreciate. So, are you going to endorse Jenk Uger for president? He's running. Oh He's running for the Democratic God. nomination. He's going to do it. No, he, you know what? He's completely ineligible. He can't be president. So of course he can't. But he doesn't care. I no, mean, of I meant he to mention that. I mean, this may, maybe I've tried to not insult Jenk for based on history. Yeah. Um, based on I try sometimes. I mean, there are people where I don't care where they became to me so destructive purposely. Like I loathe with every ounce of my being, Glenn Greenwald, yeah, a yeah. guy that I used to, I mean, there were times I was on calls where there were six of us, you know, uh -huh. talking about democratic stuff, you know, and this is, uh, so folks know, 14, 15 years ago, I mean, when Glenn was actually, you know, trying out as a Democrat, seeing how it fit, it didn't fit well. Um, and, and so, you know, but with Jank, um, I, I didn't see, you know, I, I think his stuff, his stands, his takes on things are stupid. I think he's wrong about a lot. Um, but I didn't see where he nastily sort of would target Biden. Maybe I missed it or Hillary in the same way that Glenn over top. And, and I'm sure I'm not saying Jenkins do any of that, but, it, you know, not in a way that got me worked up enough, you know, that, that I was like, OK. And he would always in the end, when Hillary became the nominee, supported Hillary or supported Biden or, you know, did it. Yeah. But. This this could be the the straw that breaks the camel back or camel's back where I'm just done and I, I will start saying things about him that I know and I've experienced and whatever yeah. because I gotta say I mean this is so stupid and it's so such a ploy to get attention it's so transparent okay he is not eligible so he's doing it and his justification is oh I want to take it to the Supreme Court fuck you stop lying okay <laughs> yeah you know like it's not going to the Supreme Court because of you it's not. Right. We're not going to be the nominee, so nobody's going to care. Mm -hmm. But he's doing it because, you know, free press. He's realized what Andrew Yang realized and Vivek Ramaswamy. And, you know, we can keep going through. I mean, we, we were insulting, you know, stupid, you know, daughter Huckabee before. Let's insult stupid father. Here's this failed stupid governor of the state of Arkansas who, when he left being governor, had no other positions to, to go for. Literally... Mm -hmm stole everything from the from the governor's mansion that wasn't nailed to the floor. That's right. People had given like gifts of furniture to the governor's mansion. He stole it all. You can look this up, yeah. by the way. He took it all. It wasn't meant for him. It was meant to stay in the mansion. Like he's that much, you know, he, he did the, the original all-time con job, which was he was a preacher. 
I don't know why he didn't just follow and go in. I'm not saying every preacher, by the way, but he was that kind of preacher. Mm -hmm. Should have just gone and become a televangelist, which he eventually, I guess, kind of did for the Republican Party. Yeah. So what did he do? He, he, he ran for president a couple times. He built his name recognition, got a show on Fox, got a show because he's mildly entertaining to the stupidest people in America, <laughs> you know, and, and got his got a talk radio show, made millions. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this is this is a, a tried and true path now. It's a you business wanna, model. Yeah. It is an actual business model. Right. Uh, and, and that's why everybody's like, well, we should be letting more people, you know, in debates. No, the fuck we shouldn't. No. I actually will argue the opposite. Uh, you know, th this is one of the few areas where I think early America, the founders had it right. They certainly were damn wrong about their, their opinions on race and religion yeah. and stuff like that. Not all of them, by the way. Ben Franklin and a few others were ahead of their time. But they were definitely very wrong about that. But where they were right was, was – in their sort of their their judgments on on the uneducated American populace and the danger it could pose, mm -hmm. and that sometimes certain decisions need to be made that don't don't need to be made by every stupid person who has you know some idea of whatever. The primary system, I don't want to get into all that, but it has killed us because yeah. the media covers it like a horse race, and so Andrew Yang is taken as seriously as Joe Biden or you know like like. You know, I'm trying. I was going to say Pete Buttigieg, but I, he didn't have a ton of experience either. Although at least you could say, you know, he served in the military, did some things that were related. But okay, so that would be a mistake. But I'm forgetting who the hell ran at this point. But you know, beyond beyond Biden, but there were a number of people that had credentials where they had served as senators or governors or members of Congress or whatever. The kinds of things that you should have done before you run for president. Yeah. Um, because that's the way it should work. You should actually have the experience to do the damn job you're going to do. Yes, of course. And we've, and we've now opened it up to anybody. And so now the, all these people are like, we need more voices in debates. No, we don't. Yeah. I, I'm happy for anybody who is qualified to serve in the position to be in a debate. But Marianne Williamson, no, I don't want her in a debate. Right. A crank like Robert Kennedy Jr., I'm glad, you know, let him run independent. He's going to take more votes from Trump anyhow because he's going to run on his anti-vaccine stupidity. But, you know, like if you, if you have proven yourself to either be at a point where your family is questioning your mental sanity, you know, or you are somebody who's never served in a real position before. And your job is essentially to like read crystals that, you know, at stars weddings and tell them how great their future is going to be, which is, I think all <laughs> Marianne Williamson ever did, uh -huh. or you're Andrew Yang. Great. He may have been successful. I don't even know what the hell he did. He was an entrepreneur or an engineer or whatever he did, but you have no political, uh, uh, you have literally no no political uh, experience. You shouldn't be on that stage, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just it. You know what happened? And that's Jenk Uger too. I don't care what Jenk did. Yes, he's commented on politics for a long time. Yeah. on YouTube and places like and and on TV for a bit. So have I. I'm not qualified to be. Exactly. Me too. That's just it. What happened in the minds of American voters that gave them the impression that just anyone can be president? Uh, when did that occur? Because it seems like it's a ludicrous proposition that these people would say, yes, someone who's completely unqualified, has no background doing this kind of job whatsoever. Well, yeah, I guess he can do it. Even though I think those played. Yeah, I mean, no, I, sorry, I think I'm those sorry. same people would require greater expertise if they were hiring a soccer coach for their kids. Has the coach coached anyone before? Well, no. Then why do we want them coaching our kids? But yet anyone can be president. That's just insane to me. I don't know. When, well, when did that change overtake place? 
Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, there's just been this long history. There's a historian, Richard Hofstadter, who wrote mm. book, The Paranoid Style in American Politics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote, yep. Right? But he also wrote a great book called, you know, Anti-Intellectualism uh, in American, I think, History, Politics, whatever, which I read way back when. And it's not just in America. I mean, Hitler won on anti-intellectualism. Mussolini, Stalin, I mean, they, you know, every every authoritarian movement has persecuted. I mean, the, the whole... Um, uh, movement by Pol Pot, the Khmer Rouge, was about forcing intellectuals and others to leave cities and move back into the country and become farmers again. That's how they were mm -hmm. going to become a communist utopia. That you, you educated people actually were killed because they were a bad influence. Yeah. Right. So it's not to say that this hasn't been a worldwide thing. It, it has, but it, it, it's gotten worse in recent years in the United States. Where you know where it's just if you're if you know if you're an expert in politics, you must be corrupt, and that's been the line. Yeah. And so we need people that have no experience, which, again, I'm sure you would like, for example, for the person cooking your food mm -hmm. or the doctor <laughs> working on you or the person flying your airplane. Yeah. Or you'd love to have your Uber driver never have driven a car before. That'd be awesome. Or, I mean, the reason you go <laughs> to and have people do things that know how to do them is because they fucking know how to do them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? and, and, and yet in politics, it's like, let's have somebody who doesn't know how to do it. That should work out great. Well. Here's how it's worked out. Yeah. I feel like more of us need to push this notion of expertise versus non-experts, of, uh, you know, experience versus no experience. But I feel like I, I tend to be like a, just a lone voice in the uh, wilderness going, Hello? Hello? Did anyone You're not, I mean He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no business being out there. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, okay, whatever, Bob. Well, I don't know if I have a big enough you know, voice. I mean, I'm loud. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm, I'm talking about uh, like but I'm big out there names. Saying, but you know, yeah. Well, Tom Nichols wrote a book on it. Now, you may oh, yeah, not that's like true. Him. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do not like him. Yeah, I had him on the show he, to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was great. I, I love I that like, book. I mean, I, I, I don't know Tom well. I know him a little bit. We've had interactions. Yeah. I like, I think his, I, I, I agree with his take on that. Certainly. I think he can get arrogant and wrong about certain other takes, but then again, I can be arrogant and wrong. We all can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, there've been a number of things I've been wrong about. So I think Tom is, is probably one of the best voices out there on this. And, and so there are people and he's got a bigger platform than I do by a lot. I mean, he's right. He, who's he right for the Atlantic and, yeah. you know, and what, and he teaches. And so, I mean, I hope because I, more people do need to talk about it. Like, again, stop with the stupid, you know, demagoguery. Right. All right. People, you know, there are some very corrupt politicians. There are some very corrupt doctors. There's some very corrupt pilots. There's mm -hmm. some very corrupt whatever. You still want the ones who know what the fuck they're doing to be the ones who, yes. who are leading. Right. Right. Or flying or doctoring. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, maybe it was uh, Watergate and the post-Watergate era that demystified the presidency and gave people the idea. Or maybe it was this Republican drive toward having candidates who are folksy and who you can have a beer with. Maybe that contributed to it. But it seems deeper than just a reaction or a, a uh, an acceptance of that notion. It seems like something else is going on where... The, certain people, maybe it's a lack of education in terms of how government and politics works, that certain people believe, well, this is democracy. The fact that uh, RFK Jr. is running and he's got no qualifications to be president whatsoever. Same with Cenk Uger, Marianne Williamson, Cornell West, and on down the list. Oh, I forgot good old Cornell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've got no qualifications. But you know what? That's democracy. Let them have a, let them have a platform, even though they have no business being there. 
I, yeah. When I we have every voice as an equal voice mm-hmm. when it comes to politics, policy, I mean, think about this national defense, yeah. economics, you know, the things that healthcare that deeply, deeply affect our lives. When we let every any Yahoo have the same voice as people who spent their lives yeah. studying these things, learning about these things, is the point where our democracy falls apart. Right, quite right. Frankly, yeah, yeah. And we saw, basically. we, I mean, we witnessed what that's like having someone who's completely unqualified to be president actually serving in that office. The consequences being, among many other things, four hundred thousand lives lost, American lives, in his final year in office because of that inexperience and incompetence. And yet we're still here. Yet we're still playing that that's same true. game. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Well, and I'm going to go even further than you. Yeah. Right. I'm going to say we've done this a couple of times now. And again, mm-hmm. that's where the primary system and the media is so dangerous because the media loves new and shiny objects. Yeah. They like interesting things. Mm-hmm. They like, you know, st- that's not the way politics is supposed to work. Right. Politics, it's, it, the, it's often the, the, the older and more boring is what's better. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, that's Those my that, that know what they're, yeah, that's so, my that's my view of Joe Biden. I I don't care right. that he's not on television or on Twitter 24/7 screaming into a microphone. I prefer that because the president shouldn't be in our living rooms all the time. And so, uh, I mean, yeah, boring is better. No, no, let me let you finish and then I'll, I'll I was just going to say bo- I was just I'm done. Boring is better. That's it. Boring is better. And so I will say this, like I will come out and say this. First, I will point out that you know, George W. Bush was in no way ready to be president of the United States. He was a one-term governor of Texas. Yeah. And again, the press doesn't care about these things, so they didn't point him out to people. Texas actually has the weakest governor in the entire country because mm-hmm. I was so scared of fascism were they, you know, yeah. of a leader with too much power. Of course, then, you know, they elect Greg Abbott. And Ted Cruz. <laughs> right. But in any case, when Texas was formed, they were so scared of that kind of a thing that they wanted to make sure that the governor who has the name the, you know, has the title, didn't have the real power. Yeah. So Lieutenant Governor did most stuff. And people, everybody who knew, uh, you know, civics, knew politics, knew policy, paid attention to stuff, knew that, that Bush didn't really do anything when he was governor. The Lieutenant Governor there under him did virtually everything, yeah. right? Because that that's the way it works. Um, well, guess what? We Then we had him come in and we had things like Iraq and Katrina. And I'll go, so, so just so I'm to prove that I'm not being biased here, we got lucky with Obama, and mm-hmm. I will say that we got lucky that we had a had a man brilliant beyond his years, a man who had one of the best temperaments of anybody to ever serve in that position, mm-hmm. a thoughtful man, an empathetic man, a brilliant man. Because the truth is, if we're really being honest here, Obama didn't have enough experience either. Yeah. Okay. He been a he spent a couple terms as state senator, gets elected to the U.S. Senate, does that job for what four years. And then runs for president. Mm-hmm. And ideally, you would want somebody with a lot more experience. So I'm not saying it could never work out because Obama was terrific. Yeah. But I think we lucked out there. Well, he also, you know, you know people, what? He was also a constitutional scholar. I mean, that speaks that is true. volumes. He taught law school at Harvard. I think that counts. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to, to attack the man because I'm going to point out to you, I think, I think he's one of the 10 best presidents we ever had. Yeah, yeah. So clearly, he did a terrific job. 
Yeah, Clearly, I mean, if you, if you, you boil, know, if you boil it right down, no one's got experience being president unless they've already been president, unless they're an incumbent correct. coming into office, or maybe vice president. You're close enough to it that y- you get it. You understand the guardrails and the parameters of of that job. But you know, obviously, we're never going to get you know presidents who are or presidential candidates who are constantly coming in with actual presidential experience, even the smallest amount of experience maybe in the United States Senate as Barack Obama was or even I mean look uh, we all know what I international experience which both Donald Trump and George W. Bush did not have yeah of course okay but I mean even George George W. Bush did have some executive experience in that weakened as you were saying in the weakened governor position in Texas that's at least something uh, being close to a dad who was president for a while that's true and that counts all that stuff counts I'm simply saying I would rather have Joe Biden. Yeah. I would rather have in terms <laughs> yeah. of experience. Right. Okay. And actually, I lo- I think Joe Biden has done one of the most amazing jobs. I think he's done the best economic job probably since FDR. I think he's done the best legislative job since LBJ. So I think he's been incredible. And especially when you've had one party that's completely radicalized, mm-hmm. a non-functional press, and all sorts of other things. I think the job he's done has been incredible. So I'm not taking anything away from him. But, yeah. I, but I didn't mean I'd rather have Joe Biden as in Joe Biden the human. I'm saying I would rather have the experience of, and I'll throw three people out, and one of them will be a Republican just to prove what I'm talking about. Even though I want them to be liberal, I care if they care about my policies, and that is going to be, I will still vote for a Democrat with less experience over a Republican with more whose policies suck. So let's be very clear. Yeah. It won't make me rethink anything slightly. But but if I if my ideal Democrat is a liberal Democrat who has the experience of Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, or George H.W. Bush. Yeah, that is my ideal. Mm-hmm. If you've been a diplomat, the way George H. W. Bush was in China, he was the head of the CIA. He was a congressman. You know what I mean? He was vice president. Hillary Clinton was secretary of state. Hillary Clinton was a senator. Hillary Clinton was first lady. Like you know, Joe Biden. You know, obviously was a senator for for eight hundred thousand years. And, and I'm kidding, but I mean, he was a senator for a while, and and he was a, a vice president. Like I would rather, if given the choice between one-term Senate or one-term governor or, you know, whatever it is, and the resumes of George H.W. Bush, Hillary Clinton, and uh, Joe Biden, I want that. But I want that, obviously, also, who support the policies I support. And if George H.W. Bush, you know, ran against Barack Obama, I'd vote for Barack Obama a hundred times. I mean, I wouldn't because in, in Republican fever dreams, I already did, because, um, of course, we all do that on the Democratic side, right? Mm-hmm. Um Except for in every case that's actually been investigated where they've busted somebody, it's always been a Republican who's double voted. But my point is, is that is that I would obviously support a liberal Democrat over a right wing Republican with experience any day of the week and twice on Sundays. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I'm giving you my ideal candidate would right. have the experience and the liberal politics. Mm-hmm. So outstanding. So my uh, ideal uncandidate would be somebody. Uh, uncandidate would be a guy who whose hair has been described as piss cotton candy. Um, a, a guy who who slurs every speech and eats Kentucky fried chicken like it's its own food group. Yeah. A guy who, who literally cannot sit down and listen to briefings for, for more than three minutes. Yeah. Who wanted to bomb Mexico drug uh, labs and thought they wouldn't be able to tell where the bombs were coming from. Uh-huh. Who looked, star- he stared straight a, at an eclipse, who had toilet paper attached to his shoe as he wandered up the damn Air Force One, you know, which yeah. I think was a metaphor for his entire presidency, mm-hmm. who thought we could buy Greenland, 
These are all off the top of my head, folks. I'm just remembering these things. Yes. Who got COVID because he bravely went around not wearing a mask and then was able to get the kind of treatment none of us would be able to get or he would have died. Um, and then you know, walked out on that balcony, looked like a tough guy like Mussolini, and you could see he almost was falling over. Yes. But then he walked inside where nobody had masks so he could infect them. Um, you know, if that's a kind of douche nozzle oh, dickhead, God. That is the nominee. Yeah. That's somebody that could have all the presidential experience in the world, and I wouldn't vote for that motherfucker if he held a flamethrower to me. <laughs> so I just wanted to be clear at the end. All here. right, wow. yeah, perfect, perfect. So and I'm uh, still me, even though we had a serious conversation. <laughs> I had to go back, remind you, I still can curse and say utterly ludicrous. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of that, talk about your YouTube channel again. Where, where can people find you on YouTube? Come the fuck over, it? folks. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. The water's warm. <laughs> Like it's going great. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we are quickly approaching, uh, 30,000 subscribers, which wow, I'm excited about. That's huge. I know we're just under 29,000 right now. So we've got another thousand, another what's 1100. The, what's the YouTube threshold before you get one of those plaques that you can put on the wall? Don't they send you like, do they send people? Is it a hundred? The first one's a hundred thousand. Let's think. let's get Cliff Schecter's YouTube channel to a hundred thousand subscribers. You can do it for free in case you're a newbie to YouTube. You subscribe for free and you get notifications whenever there's a new video, etc. Whenever you get a reply to one of your comments, that's how it works. So just go there, I, go to his YouTube just channel. Just go there's do it, guys. Link in the description. Let's get that plaque like it on the wall. Here, yeah. I do shorter commentaries. You'll enjoy them. Yeah. Get me that plaque. I know, but I mean, like, you'll like it. You'll, you'll, you'll. Uh, we do at least. I, I usually do at least one a day. Sometimes two. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, this has all been in 14 months. When I started mm. this thing, it was an account I'd started to put up one video by a client, like in 2010. I think you actually helped me make that video, Bob. I'm dead serious. <laughs> um, it was remember that Glenn Beck rally in oh, DC. Oh yeah, I yeah, think that that, yeah. I think that's the one that was up there. Um, it had like 13 subscribers and uh -huh. in 15 months or whatever it's been, 16 months, we've gotten up to, to about 29,000. So, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty proud of that. And during the political year, it should grow more. But seriously, if you're listening, if you have a YouTube account, please subscribe. It's just, you go to YouTube.com. It's at C Cliff, you know, C for Cliff, yep. at C Schechter, S-C-H-E-C-T-E-R. And if you don't have a YouTube account, open one and, and follow, subscribe, turn yeah. on notifications. I promise you. Like we're growing, we're getting, you know, we start off at a point where, you know, like everybody, we're, you know, 200 people watch your video, stuff like that. Not terrible, but whatever. We're now at a point where we just did one with, that made fun of Republicans that were making fun of Taylor Swift and pointing out how they were the very things they were accusing her of. It just passed 122,000 views. Um, that obviously is unusual, but we've got a whole bunch of them that go 10, 15,000, that kind of thing. You know, like we're, we're starting to really build our views, build our subscriber base. We want this to be a platform that makes a difference next year. Yep. So please come by and subscribe. That's what I would say. Right. There's a lot of stupid shit on YouTube, but this isn't one of the stupid things. Just, so please. Yes, yes, absolutely. Let's get Cliff to 100,000 subscribers. Perfect. All right, like my friend. It. it was great talking to you again. Always a pleasure. Seriously, I always love coming on your show. All it's right, just a you conversation bet. with a friend, and it's like, oh wait, but people are listening. All right, well so. we'll get we'll talk to you again before Thanksgiving rolls around. How about that? Sounds awesome. Sounds Thanks, good, buddy. Okay, you can Take tell care. the guy doing the drum solo to continue because right, we're done. All right, I'll tell him to come back and get my fucking recycling again. I got more stuff. <laughs> All right, my friend. Take it easy. <laughs> you too. All right, Take bye bye. It easy, man. Bye. You want the